Welcome to episode number 13 of That's a Shame with Nick Alex. I'm your host, Nick Alex, and this episode is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. You know the deal. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Listen, folks, I finally got mine in the mail. My shaft, balls, and pubis area has never looked better than it does right now. Get your hands on one of these. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code That's a Shame. Yeah, do that. I got to do, I got to start doing this in the beginning of the podcast because I um, completely forget if I just get right into it. And, um, you know, quite a few people have bought and bought some using my, my code, guys. So I really appreciate that. It's going to help me get some money, hopefully. And um, welcome to episode lucky number 13, dude. I got my first haircut. I got my first, like, professional haircut since back when all this shit. So I cut my own hair a few times. As you guys probably may have saw on some of the social media platforms, straight up buzzed it, which was probably a mistake. I looked like a fucking, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal with leukemia. But it's grown back in, thank God. And it grew back into a point where I I was like, I need someone professional to cut this because I want to keep it kind of long, but I want it to look nice. So... I went and it was my my barber shop. My barber was having a pop up barber in some fucking store. What was the store? Because I actually bought it was in a, an apparel store in the West Village called O N S. Doesn't stand for anything. It's just a Chinese fucking clothing store, and it's they got some pretty fresh shit, dude. And I bought a shirt. So this is, dude. I go in, I get my hair cut, I tip the shit out of this guy because I love him. Then I also buy a shirt from the store because that helps him out because it makes it look like the customers he's bringing in are going to benefit the fucking store in some way. So I do all that shit. And then on the way out, he's like, all right, can you do me a favor and leave a review for the store and for uh, my little barbershop thing I got going on? And I'm like, dude, I just paid you. I tipped you, which is an unnecessary payment, and then I b- spent more money on a shirt to help you make go- make you look better. And now you want how many fucking dude? It n- it's never enough anymore, dude. It's never enough. How much of my fucking time you need? So not only am I paying with money, I got to pay with my time too. I'm not leaving you a review. I'm paying you money. That's me saying this was great. I'm showing up constantly. I'm really just being a dick right now. I could have left him a review. Takes fucking two seconds. All right, I gotta calm down. You know what? You know what's happening? I had my first coffee in a week and I'm fucking bouncing off the walls. What can I talk positively about? I listen. Do you guys listen to podcasts? <laughs> I don't really listen to too many podcasts. I do one, but I did listen to one recently because it was with Jerry Seinfeld. Not listen to anything that guy is on. I love listening to him talk. He's one of my favorite people to hear break down comedy and life. And he did Tim Ferriss's podcast, which I don't know if you guys are listening to podcasts. You probably know about his. Seinfeld just rattles off some sick life advice. And I feel like I'm the most productive I've been in a really long time because of that podcast. 
and uh, you should probably check it out. And he was talking about, dude, he is so, he might not be the best fucking stand-up there ever was. You know, a lot of people shit on his stand-up. It's corny. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Dude, his, some of his jokes are just like, if you want to fucking, if someone needed to be shown what a joke was, you go to fucking Seinfeld, dude. The structure, the apparent structure within those jokes is just undeniable. Some of them are fucking perfect. His analogies are brilliant. Dude, he is one of my favorite analogies of all time. And I was so mad, I mean, that I didn't come up with it, but I'd never come up with something like that. But it's something I've been thinking about because I think my fucking hairline's going back and it's pissing me off. And he was talking about hair transplants and his bit about it was the hair transplant is like when at, um, a hair transplant is like at a baseball game with fans with the shitty seats moved down to the good seats, even though the game is almost over. And that's fucking hilarious, dude. Every part of that analogy lines up perfectly. And the hairs kind of look like they don't really belong there. Oh, God. That's funny stuff. I'm not good with analogies. I'm, I am you know, I want to be good with analogies in the way that he is. I've tried them. I've done a lot of jokes with analogies. I've done... I have. I think one of my better analogies was I have a joke about, you know, trying to pick up a bigger chick at a uh, at a bar one time. And she said, nah, and it was all about, you know, she's not into it because of my size. And I was like, I think for bigger chicks, short dudes are like bathroom scales. Because whenever they convince themselves to climb on top of one, they end up feeling insecure about their size. So that was a that was one of my better analogies. I still think it's pretty good. Dude, have you ever noticed how insecure... And then I should probably elaborate on that, dude, because ha, for people in a relationship here, have you ever seen your girlfriend get on a bathroom scale? Not that they don't do it. They do it, but they've, it is a fucking secret. I don't think any boyfriend has ever seen their girl get on a bathroom scale. And maybe, maybe they've seen it on accident. They've certainly never seen the numbers. Dude, I think my girl, my girlfriend's on Weight Watchers. She's keeping track of her shit, dude. I know she gets in the scale. I don't know when she's doing it. I'm here all the time. I've never seen it. I think she gets up at 312 in the morning and fucking army crawls into the bathroom, drags it onto the floor quietly, stands on top of it, and then throws it out the window. Dude, they treat it like they're fucking planting a bomb. It's so crazy. It's so crazy how fucking confidential chicks are about their size. It's like, I can fucking see you. I see you, what you look like, and that's what the number is doesn't matter. What do you, what do you think? What do you think I see something that doesn't exist? What do you think you look 112 in my eyes and you get on the scale and you're a buck 82? That's not what's happening. You're not hiding anything from me. I know what you look like. But yeah, let me know. Call in if you fucking have ever seen your chick get on a bathroom scale. Because I'd like to know. Because I don't think... If, you're, if you've if you ever seen your chick get on a bathroom scale, you're probably dating a transgender person who used to be a man. Because that's not the nor normal behavior of a woman. That person is new to being a woman and they better fucking get their behavior in check. <laughs> um, but god damn, dude. I'm sick of doing nothing. I want to move to Florida, but but it's like, can you, if I just did it, if I, we did it, 
like when the shit first went down, it would make sense. But after try after avoiding COVID for a fucking year, I can't justify myself going down there and just getting it because I would 100% get it. But it's open, dude. I have I have a couple friends who moved down there, and I'm asking them how it is, and they're like, dude, it's like it's 2019 and a pandemic has never taken place. Everything is open, bro. Comedy clubs are open. People are doing shit. Yes, they've all had COVID. But most of them are fine, bro. But then there's every once in a while you hear about a young fucking chit dude who's like hasn't tasted in nine months and they can't fucking breathe going upstairs. And it's like, is that going to be me if I do get it? Is that going to be me? Probably not, but probably. Because, you know, everyone thinks they have the worst luck. Everyone thinks they have the worst luck. Dude, a dude could have just hit the fucking Mega Millions. And if he gets, like, stuck in traffic on the way to cash in the ticket, he's going to be like, Oh, fucking course, dude. Where's the luck, goddammit? Every time I try to do something. Nobody's happy with their lives. No matter how fucking good it's going. And that's the cruel thing. And, um... But things are looking up with the podcast, bro. Gaining a little traction. And, uh... You ever notice, is there a difference between people who say, I'm up for anything versus I'm down for anything? Have you ever noticed that? The difference in people who use those sayings? I feel like the the, I'm up for anything people are much more wholesome. I feel like the I'm down for anything people you gotta keep an eye on. Is that accurate? I'm up for anything. Oh, what do you want to do today? I don't know. I'm up for anything. That's usually like I, I'll go. To, I'm I'm good with a picnic. Let's go to the beach. They're generous, respectable people. I'm down for anything. People, they're fucking dark and twisted. They're trying to fill a void. What do you want to do today? I'm down for anything. That's usually involves like fucking cocaine and hookers. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything there. Could be something. But oh, let's see. Uh, let's see what's trending today, folks. Let me pull this up here real quick. While I'm pulling it up, please rate and review the podcast, man. If there's more of you listening to it, then have rate and reviewed it. Um, so go ahead and do it. I haven't got one in a while. It makes a huge difference. I'm telling you, dude. I'm fucking telling you. Oh. It's Martin Luther King Day, so that's trending. A bunch of MLK stuff is trending. Um, I don't know, man. What's my take on Martin Luther King Day? It's, um, I always see like these fucking, I mean, first of all, it's crazy that the government just straight up murders people. Like when people try to make a difference, they just straight up murder them and like nothing happens. It's fucking wild. They kill JFK. They kill Martin Luther King. Anytime any anyone tries to make a real difference, they just put a bullet in their fucking head and there's nothing we can do about it. The world. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. But I always, I keep seeing these fucking facts. It's always like history facts that'll blow your mind. And then it's like Rosa Parks would was alive when Shrek 2 came out or some shit. 
which puts a fucking perspective on how recent black people couldn't do a goddamn thing. So, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a fact today. Like, Martin Luther King, if he didn't get killed, would have been 17 today. And you're like, how the fuck is that possible? But I love, I love for all the good shit. I mean, dude, how fucking charismatic can a person be, dude? Just that fucking voice and his sick. How many fucking quotes did Dr. Martin Luther King come up with that are just fucking gems, bro? I mean, I don't know any of them. Obviously, I, I have a dream. But just like the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Like he's come up with all this shit that is just like cliched quotes now. I feel like no one does that. No one's coming up with quotes. There's no... No one's coming up with fucking life-altering quotes anymore. Are they? Maybe. Yeah, they probably are. What am I talking about? You know, Jerry Seinfeld came up with a quote not too long ago. That's a shame. That's where I ripped this from. Did you guys know that? The name of this podcast has a lot to do with me. Not, you know, not really giving a shit about anything. But also... My favorite lines throughout Seinfeld is when shit is going down and he just looks into the looks off into the distance and goes, meh, that's a shame. And um But yeah, man, MLK did wasn't didn't he bang a bunch of fucking white broads? Dude, there is a dark side to every great person that's ever lived. It's fucking hilarious. Not one of us is perfect. Everyone's either got a fucking, you know. Gambling addiction, a sex, sexual addiction. I mean, banging a bunch of white women isn't the worst thing to do, but I mean, back then, back then it was actually a sick thing to do, dude. If you're pushing for the, you know, if you're heading the movement of black rights in America, which is really a movement against white people, and then you just fucking white chicks, just give us equal rights or I'm going to pound all your women and then he did it that's pretty boss dude that's pretty boss oh man it'd be like how old would he be right now let me look that up so man he he would have been fucking what 97 I mean it's possible he could have still been alive probably not he might have caught you know but dude, some modern day Martin Luther King <coughs> interviews would have been dope. Maybe not though. Maybe he would have gotten like old and senile and the shit he said back then would have gotten like watered down because he lost his fucking edge. I doubt that would have happened, but anyway, that that I gotta wrap this thing up. You guys are great. Rate and review the goddamn pod. Go and buy yourself a manscape buzzer, trim your gooch and your sack and your butthole. With the code, that's a shame. You get 20% off plus free shipping, dude. It's basically fucking free. Use code, that's a shame. Thanks for listening, listening, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your week. That's a shame. That's a shame. Wait all year and I can't even taste. That's a shame. That's a shame. That's a shame. That's a shame. Take me! Take- oh, that's a shame.